bringing you news and updates from the Alliance of American Football, your source for everything Memphis, with your hosts, Dan and Michelle. This is Memphis AAF. Welcome to the show. I am Daniel. I'm accompanied by Michelle, and we are here to bring you the news surrounding Memphis AAF. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all. That's it. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> well, once again, we got a couple interviews from some prospective players. I just have a hard time saying that word. Perspective. Prospective. Prospective players. They're not perspective. I guess not because they don't have much perspective because they don't play on the team yet. I'm not saying they don't have any perspective. I just meant like Damn. as alliance players. Anyway, moving on from that slight shade. They are prospective. We are going to start off with Dwayne Beckford. He is a linebacker, defensive end. He's a very versatile defensive player. All right. But watching his highlights, the one word, and I mentioned this in the interview, uh, the one word that kept coming to mind is unforgiving. Unforgiving. Yes. Uh-oh. He's, better, pretty, he's pretty violent I'm, as a player. I better take it back than when I said he had no perspective. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. No, yeah, exactly. Because when you look at his Instagram account, he's like into yoga and meditation. So he definitely has perspective. Perspective. All right. So here we go with Dwayne Beckford. All right. So I've got Dwayne Beckford here. He's a middle linebacker out of Purdue. He spent three years at Purdue totaling 209 tackles and three and a half sacks. And Almost half of those came in your last season there. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, you went on from Purdue, played for the Carolina Cobras for a while in Arena Football League, and just recently signed with the Jacksonville Sharks. Yes, sir. So outside football, kind of what have you been up to? Um, outside of football, I do a lot of um, community service, you know, in the community. Like, I do things like um, like try to be involved in little food drives or anything where, you know, we can help the homeless or, you know, go to, like, soup kitchens, you know, serve the homeless, things like that. Or sometimes, you know, like I get together with like my, you know, nieces and nephews and we just go to the park and just, you know, try to clean up. So just really like, you know, just proactive things, you know, like I don't really like being in the house. You know what I mean? I like, as I grew older, I really, you know, wanted to be out more and just just do things, you know, like so lately I've been doing like a lot of yoga, just a lot of yoga and a lot of uh, meditating, but things like that mostly. Yeah. So <laughs> I was looking at your Instagram and there's just like two stories that I see there, especially when I watched like your highlight film, because when I was watching your highlights, like the one word that kept popping into my mind was unforgiving. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like you just leave it on the field and like watching like a lot of the sacks you got and the highlight film, it's like the quarterback just didn't even want to get up. Yeah. Um, one thing I learned from one of my coaches, man, I learned that, if you if you if you hit their quarterback harder than they hit your quarterback, you got a great chance to win the game. So I try to apply that to, you know, uh, just every time I'm on the field. You know, we want to make we want to make the quarterback think about you know getting hit. We want to make them you know uneasy in the pocket. We don't we want we don't want them to be comfortable. So you know if you get a good lick on them and you know it's legal by any means, you got to take it. Yeah, get into their head, kind of make them make them feel the pressure even if it's not there. Yeah, for sure. But then, you know, you go to your Instagram and then there's a pose like one thing, like you're fucking ripped. And then oh, yeah. you've got that one picture where you're just like completely at peace, like meditating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because um, like, you know, you got to find that balance, you know, because when I was younger, I just was straight lip weights, meat and potatoes. You know, I would get burgers with just cheese and meat on it. And now, you know, I've gotten a little bit older. I really realized, like, you know, it's, it's, you got to find that balance, you know, that yin and the yang. You know, you can't just be hardcore, muscled out, you know, just going heavyweight. You know, you got to find a balance where you go lightweight. You know, you got to eat the vegetables. You got to get your rest. You got to meditate. So 
it's just a combination of things that, you know, I experienced just, you know, growing up and just realizing, like, you know, I got to evolve from the person I was. And it, it helped me a lot. It definitely helped me a lot. It helped my mind a lot. Yeah. So if you're, if you go to his Instagram account, you're either going to just like feel like a failure in life or you're going to be super inspired. <laughs> yeah. That's the point, man. We want, we want to inspire people. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Know. So one thing I saw a little off topic, but tell me about your honey and peanut butter thing that you got going. Okay. What is so um, um, when I was younger, like uh, one of my older cousins played, he played at uh, North Carolina State, and he played like an outside linebacker. He's like a stand-up outside linebacker, and he, and he was re- really undersized. But he always told me that, um, like, something that gave him energy, he would take a spoonful of peanut butter and a spoonful of honey, and it would just give him so much energy. So I started doing it, like, my 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 junior year of high school, and I had a really good season. I had about 11 sacks. Then ever since then, it's just – that's been my remedy. Like, I need to get my peanut butter and honey. Like, literally in my room right now, like, I have peanut butter and honey. Like, I would just – Take a shot of honey, spoonful of peanut butter, and be good for the day. Like that's like my ultimate remedy. Like I, I use it for everything. If I'm, if I wake up in the middle of the night, you know how you wake up in the middle of the night with the cold sweats, you just wake up out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just could grab grab a shot of honey and, and some peanut butter, and I just feel way better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to try that out. <laughs> yeah, check it out, man. It might it might work for you, man. You never know. Definitely. Okay, so what is like one skill asset? Just like what is like one thing that you bring to your team? Uh, one thing about me, like I'm really, I'm really intense. You know what I mean? Like, uh, sometimes it gets me in trouble. But I'm really, I'm really intense. You know, I really love being out there. Like, you know, especially just playing with my teammates, especially playing with people that you know you work so hard with, you spend so much time with. So it's great to be, you know, in a, in a, be able to and be in a legal fight with them. You know, because I'm very, you know, a versatile, a very, very versatile player. Like, you know, I can play almost any linebacker position. I can play, you know, I, I get snaps at defensive end. You know, um. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm currently leading my team in sacks, you know what I mean? And that really wasn't my thing, like, coming out of college. But, you know, it's, it's just like I really feel like I'm really a versatile player and I can help out anywhere, special teams, kickoff, you know, anything you need me to do, I can do. I can play fullback. I can play some H-back, you know, whatever you need, you know, I could be a switch army nice. And, and, that, and that's really, like, you know, one thing I would like to you know, dwell on. Through college or through the Arena Football League, like, what is, like, the one play that you kind of think back on that, like, your favorite play? Um, one of my favorite plays, uh, I got a lot, man, but one play I can remember is real vivid. I see it on, uh, they show it on Big Ten, Big Ten Classics. Um, we were playing Ohio State and we, um, we were in overtime. We were at home at Purdue at, uh, Ross A Stadium. And, um, it was like overtime play and Braxton Miller was that quarterback. And, um, he scrambled and he, and like, he ran out the pocket and he got his, he got his, his hand like right on my face mask, almost stiff on me, but I managed to grab his jersey and kind of like sling him down it was like a, a big sack of overtime it, it put him out of a field goal position so that was probably one of the one of my four most memorable plays like I, just, like I see it on big 10 like classes all the time and i think like you know like people be over my house like that was me like you know like like for real they look at it like that is you back like that really was you like yeah man <laughs> I, got, I got some throwbacks that's awesome mm-hmm. I, have to, I have to look that up yeah check it out man Okay, so are you able to make it to any of the combines, or did you make it to LA? Um, no, I, I wasn't able to make it. They 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 booked them. They booked them like like they got booked really really fast. So I don't yeah. can imagine like how intense this league about to be. But um, we we're, we're still in season now in uh in the arena league I'm playing in, and we got a we got a playoff game this Tuesday, and the championship game be at the end of the month. So I was kind of hesitant to book it because I didn't want to book it and not be able to 
um, you know, I'm have to leave my team and, and and for the combine or you know miss the combine for the you know for the game for championship game. So I was just yeah. kind of you know reluctant to figure out what you know what would happen what would happen with the season first, but it got booked up before I was able to do that. And I guess you know you've got you know a little bit of a an advantage over some of the other guys that you actually are playing. So you know scouts and these teams can actually see what you got going on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a big thing. You know, like a lot of scouts, they always ask you, like, Yo, what, have, what have you been doing lately? You know, and I think it's a good thing where you can say, well, I haven't been selling car insurance. You know, I mean, I have been, you know, landscaping. Like, no, I was well, actually playing football, you know, and I have some really up to date film and some good film to bring to the table. So I think that's I think that's huge, actually. Yeah, exactly. All right. So got 30 seconds to make your pitch. Why should the Memphis Alliance sign you? Well, the, I think they should sign me because I'm probably the, the best linebacker available. You know, you get me, you're going to get a guy that's going to push your other players harder. You're going to get the best out of everyone on your team, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Like, if you want to see if you want to see how a linebacker measures up, you know what I mean, bring me in and let's see how he, you know, let's see how he really looks. You know, let's really put some pressure on the guys. You know what I mean? Because I really feel like I'm one, probably one of the best players available, you know, and I can do a lot of things for your team. I can do be on that whatever field you need me to be at, at whatever position you need me. You know, and uh, I'm a great team guy. You know, you won't have no problems out of me. You know, I'll be on time, make example for the other guys, and, you know, just do the right thing. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm pulling for you. Linebacker is, like, my favorite position in the league. One of my favorite players is Patrick Willis for the 49ers. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Loved him, man. Loved yeah. Him. Career cut short, but I can totally understand why. Yeah, for sure. All right. So before I let you go, uh, there's kind of one thing I've been doing with these guys so the league is going to look to the fans to name the teams. And there's been a few names kind of floating around the uh, Memphis Facebook group. Um, so I'm going to hit you with a couple of names. You tell me like what you think the team should go with. Or if you got another name to okay. throw out there, you know, hit us with it. We got the Hound Dogs for Elvis. The Pharaohs because so there's a lot of Egyptian themes in the city because the city was named after the Egyptian city, yeah. which was uh, the capital of like ancient Egypt. Then we got the Kings. For Elvis, King of Rock, and then Martin Luther King, and then the blues, because there's a lot of musical history with the city. So out of those four, or yeah. if you got another one to throw out there, where do you think the the league should go with? I, I like I like the Kings. That sounds good. That sounds that sounds unique. I never heard of I never seen a football team with that yeah. name. That'd be cool, I think. And I kind of I kind of I kind of like the blues is because it's so different. Mm-hmm. Well, so I think of the blues, I think of the blues brothers, and I think of like guys like black suits or sunglasses. So I don't know how, to, <laughs> how that would work, but it could be fun. I, I, I like the Kings the most, though, so far. Okay, well, awesome. Yeah, there seems to be like the blues and the Kings seem to be everybody's favorites. So we'll see. I yeah. personally like the Egyptian theme with the pharaohs or you know something like that, but we'll see what they go with. Yeah, they could just give us like you know a whole bunch of, like gold jewelry. Yeah. You know, that'd be dope too. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So if people want to find you online, where can they go? Uh, if you want to find me online, um, all my uh, all my stuff is consistent. Um, my Instagram is Beck B E C K underscore the T H E underscore body B O D Y, and my and my Twitter is, is is the same thing as well. So if you want to find me on anything, that's again, it's at Beck B E C K underscore the T H E underscore B O D Y body at Beck the body. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram right there. Awesome. And I'll be sure to put those in the show notes. So if you want to connect with him, go there. Or if you want to take a look at his highlight film, which I highly recommend, go to the show notes at memphisaaf.com for all that. And again, please check the highlight out. I need the clicks. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and it's just entertainment yeah. to watch. This guy, like Absolutely. I said, unforgiving. All right. Dwayne, thank you so much for coming on the show. 
I love that interview. I love especially that he was talking about balance because as you know, Daniel, that's my word of the year, balance. Everything in moderation, the yin and the yang, or yang, I think it's actually pronounced. I don't know. But anyway, balance and it's just so important. And I really appreciate that because a lot of times I think with these athletes, they're just, you know, balls to the wall, all out, all the time in workouts. But, you know, I, obviously I think it's important to have the the meditation and the salads, like you said. So, yeah, I really appreciated that. That was awesome. Yeah. And there's been a shift lately to more like mindset training in athletics. Mm hmm. Which I think is really good because, you know, like, balance, you have to train your mind as well as your body. Yeah, for sure. You got to be able to know how to use the instrument you're creating. Because football is mental as well. Yeah, for sure. Now, moving on to the news. All right, what you got? So, the league announced that they're going to be having a league-wide training camp in San Antonio. All right, that's cool. Yeah, starting January 4th. What does that look like? What does that mean, training camp? It's just like the off-season practice. Oh, okay. But, like, all the teams will be in the same city. Oh, cool. So I don't know if it'd be like joint practices and training or if like everybody just kind of like do their own thing, but all in the same city. I can't imagine that they would do things separately. Yeah. If they're going to be like make it a point to go to the same city. Right. That'd be really cool. Yeah. The next thing on the agenda. So a little while ago, the league released like that list of 100 players that have signed. Yeah. Well, they released their second version of that. Another. They signed another 100 players. Oh, wow. Or like 105. Wow. To all the eight teams. Yeah, between all the teams. Gotcha. So there's like 205, minus a couple that actually got signed by the NFL. Oh, really? Yeah, we lost the center. We did? Yeah. Oni, I can't, I don't know what that last name is. So his first name is Oni. Signed by the Steelers, uh-huh. which is a bummer because like a good offensive lineman in the NFL is hard to come by. And they're so important. They are so important. Yeah. And so the fact that we lost somebody who obviously is NFL caliber right. is kind of a bummer. Yeah. So, no, I'm not I'm not pulling for him to get cut by the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> but if he were to be cut by the Steelers, it wouldn't be that bad. Would but, that not wait, would that not tra- change up his allocation though? No, because I'm assuming this is the way I would think it would work is that his contract with the AAF is still valid. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. I yeah. forgot about that. All right. So if he is cut by the Steelers, I would assume he would come back to Memphis gotcha. automatically. But we are pulling for him, wishing the best of luck in the NFL. Yeah, good luck, dude. Yep. So back to the 100 players. All right. The one big notable for Memphis is quarterback Zach Mettenberger. Yeah. He he, he was a big deal. He played actually for the Titans for a little while. Oh, okay. Uh, He was drafted by them. I don't know if you remember from a couple years ago, but he like his thing was like the selfie. Uh, he I took, think everybody's well, thing was I, the selfie. <laughs> yes, but he was particularly famous for that just because he took a selfie before the game and was getting like a lot of criticism for it. Okay. And then he got sacked by J.J. Watt. Okay. And J.J. Watt likes to fuck with guys. Uh-huh. And so like after like his celebration dance was to mime taking a selfie. Ah, uh, clever. And then like in a post game con- like uh, interview, J.J. was like something like, welcome to the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I really like it when players fuck with each other like like that. Like when Kaepernick got a touchdown over the Panthers. Yeah. What's his name? What's Cam his name? Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like undid the Superman. Yeah, he he mocked Cam's Superman pose. Yeah. And then he kissed his bicep because that his was thing. yeah, Kaepernick's thing. My favorite player as far as like that kind of thing is is Andrew Luck because he's nice to the guys. What do you mean? Whenever he gets hit, he's like, man, that was a good tackle. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I really felt that one. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if he's just that nice of a guy or if it's like that mental game, <laughs> like trying to mess with them. He's playing with you. 
Yeah, and I think it's Larry Fitzgerald, but I could be wrong. But there's like uh, a wide receiver who's like really nice to his cornerback. Yeah. And it makes the cornerbacks mad because like, I don't want him getting in my head. <laughs> I don't want him help me stand up. Yeah. But anyway, back to Zach. I think it's clear based on who we have now that unless we sign somebody else, like maybe a Riley Ferguson. Maybe. He's going to be our starting quarterback. That's exciting. Yeah. I'll have to go watch some highlights because I've never heard of this dude, but <laughs> it'll be fun. Yeah. And it'll be fun to have... um Somebody with some like pro experience. Yeah. Leading the team. Yeah, for sure. All right. So the next item we got to talk about is ESPN put out an article talking about how the NFL needs a development league. Okay. Every other league or every other like major sports has a development league. Yeah. Baseball's got the minor leagues. Basketball's got their D league. Wait, they do? Yeah, the development league. Yeah, I'm not into basketball. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a Memphis D League that actually plays at the Lander Center. The Lander. Oh, South Haven. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Who knew? There you go. Not me. Not clearly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the NFL doesn't have anything like that. Right, right, right. There's like the CFL, which is not quite like it. And then arena football, like you can play football, but it's not NFL style. So wait, okay, that, that leads me to a question. Why is arena football not a development league? Well, it's different rules. And like the stadiums or like the fields are a lot smaller. So you don't really get the same experience. And you're playing a different style of football. So you're not really training for NFL style. Okay, I see. Which is what the AAF will fill. Gotcha. And for the past few years, there's been a new CBA, Collective Bargain Agreement, Mm -hmm. between the players and the league, Mm -hmm. which limits how much time uh, the players have to practice. So they're not practicing as much as they used to. Mm Mm-hmm. The downside of that is the younger players, there's just not enough reps to go around. Mm-hmm. And so you need your starters out there more often. And the younger guys, the, the lower end guys, don't get as much time to develop. And without any kind of like minor league system, they know they don't get that chance. Right. So essentially what you were saying was that arena football is just different. Yes. Whereas alliance football is essentially, quote unquote, NFL football, but on a smaller scale. Yeah. Not like field size wise, but I mean like size of the league, size of mm-hmm. the team, stuff like that. Gotcha. So they can fill that need for develop to develop younger guys. And you especially see this in like quarterback play. You have a handful of guys that are making outrageous money. Yeah. Because they can play at a somewhat level depending on what their level is. Right. There's not 32 quarterback in the league that are good enough to be starter starting quarterbacks. Right. But so they've got to kind of deal with like starting Brian Hoyer like the Niners had to do last year. <laughs> yeah. Or that, okay, Woo, are we there yet? Is it time for me to unleash the beast? Can I go there yet? Go for it. Okay, people need to hire Kaepernick. Seriously? Ugh. Okay, this is not going to be political. This is just based on the fact that he's talented. He's still practicing. He's ready to go. But he's being blackballed by the NFL. If he wants to come to Alliance, <laughs> I'll be the happiest Alliance fan ever. Hire Kaepernick. You're not the only one. What do you mean? Uh, the Birmingham mayor would has like invited Kaepernick. He'd like Kaepernick to play for the Birmingham team. Has Kaepernick responded? I'm like really excited. <laughs> not that I know of. <laughs> I don't know. It might not be real to him, you know, and it, I'm not saying that the Alliance is lesser than, but it would be hard to go from taking the Niners to the Super Bowl and the championship the next year, you know, the NFC championship just to go to an Alliance team. Like it's just... You had to swallow a lot of pride. It's not quite the restitution he deserves. Yeah. But that would be very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. 
So moving on. Do we have to? (laughs) (laughs) The AAF is hiring if you're looking for a job. Ah, okay. What's the job? (laughs) Let's start there. There, there's a number of jobs like all over the league. Like every city has a listing. Yeah. Like in Orlando, they're looking for a director of office office operations. If I can say that. Okay. Uh, they're looking for a social media coordinator in San Fran. Oh, I don't live in San Fran. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, 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 wait. And there's a lot of jobs available. So check the show notes for the link. In Memphis, they're looking for an account executive. Nope. Which is just a salesman. Does not apply to me. A senior account executive. Definitely not. Or VP of sponsorships. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) So if you got the charisma, if you've got the sales experience and you've got the education that they require, go ahead and apply. That'd be awesome. Yeah, sure. But we should also say that we are definitely not in the process of hiring anyone or anything. We're not affiliated. With the team. Yes. We're looking for a volunteer to help write for the website, but not hiring for Alliance Memphis. Right. All right. Shall we move on? Yeah. That's all we got for the news. That was actually plenty of news. Yeah. Yeah. A lot going on. Some of those. Yeah. Some of those are a little bit old. I just hadn't covered yet. But yeah. A lot going on. Hopefully this week keeps up. Keep the communication. It seems like there's a lot more activity coming from the AAF. So hopefully they keep that up and they learn their lesson. Well, and also, as we get closer to the actual NFL season starting and players getting dropped, we might see more action with Alliance. Yeah, we'll definitely see a lot of hirings here in the next couple of weeks once they trim down the rosters in the NFL. Yeah, and as we get closer to the season also, they will start coming out hopefully with like more rules and regulations and we'll get more news about yeah. games and stuff like that. Yeah, we should be getting team names sometime next month. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. All right, so before we get to the main story... Where I haven't even talked about what we're talking about today. Nope. We're going to speculate a little bit about what the league's going to, what direction the league's heading, who can be signed, stuff like that. Okay. But before that, we're going to bring in our last interview, uh, Mr. Eli Walker. We talked about it in the interview, but like he never really played football except like the high school level. Okay. But he is like an amazing athlete, like a triathlon type guy. Wow. That he wants to play football. It's always been his dream, but he just never had that opportunity. And so now before it's too late, like he wants to play football. He's going to try everything he can to is, play football. Is he our Rudy? <laughs> <laughs> no. Seen the movie. What? <laughs> okay. We're going to finish this and go watch Rudy. Okay. 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 Perhaps he is our Rudy. So I'm here with Eli Walker. Try to research him. There's not a whole lot out there. I will get into that later. But this guy is pretty much just a raw athlete. Uh, Eli, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me today, Daniel. So you came out of Queens University in Charlotte, North Carolina, then finished your degree in Hampton, Hampton University. But there's no football stats out there for you. Correct. I um, actually, I started this whole athletic avenue. I started swimming and running cross country when I was in high school in Charlotte, North Carolina at Providence and Audrey Kell High. And I went to college on a swimming scholarship because I just had options to do that. My parents never supported the football route for me because they didn't want me to you know, get injuries or suffer later on down the road with potential brain injuries, et cetera. And, uh, you know, I, I respected that. But at the same time, I always had this passion inside that I just knew that I'd be great at football and I always wanted to play. I've always found myself playing flag football on the weekends or playing touch with my friends in the street growing up. And, you know, I had every Madden that came out. So football was just a part of my life. (laughs) You know, it just kept bothering me. And the older and older I got, I just, I I talked to older people and I told them how I felt. And they said, uh, you know what, Eli, I'm 50 years old and 
I regret not doing the things that I said and wish I would have done when I was your age. You're like, you're 26. You're at the prime of your life. If this is what you want to do, you need to, you need to do it now. And that's when I, I just focused everything into football. I just sacrificed. I was supposed to go to world champs this year as a triathlete because, um, I placed sixth place in the nation in my age group last year. And I just wasn't happy being a triathlete. I was good at it. I was very talented, but I wasn't challenged anymore. And I was just looking forward to, to fulfilling my dream, which is football. So, you know, I, I quit that and I started training on the fields three, four times a week in the morning. I started lifting. You know, I was a triathlete. I was walking around at about 185. And now I'm walking around at 215. Oh, wow. <laughs> I put a lot of weight on a lot of muscle. And it was probably the, the, the most challenging thing for me to do over these past couple of months. And, you know, it's just, it's been a great honor to be around a lot of great people. And at the same time, I've, I've met tons and tons of college football players who've been very supportive on my, my quest and, I have to definitely give him a shout out. His name's Chris Frost. He played at Auburn, um, graduated 2015, and he's actually gone out to the combine with me in Atlanta. And he's just awesome. been a very supportive role model. He's always been there for me every single day. He's been motivating me and showing me everything I need to learn about the position I'm playing. And uh, there's just been a lot of people there that has been supportive. And I really appreciate that because it's not an easy challenge that I'm going against right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that puts you in like a unique situation. Just, you know, obviously there, it, you know, football is dangerous. And I was listening to this other podcast. I don't know if you remember Chris Borland. He played linebacker for the Niners for a year before he retired because of concussions. And like, he was like a star athlete. Like he was going to be a replacement to one of the greatest linebackers of all time with Patrick Willis. But after one year, he decided like his body, you know, after one year, he decided it wasn't worth it to do that to his body and he retired. And now he's a big advocate for um, changing the way we look at football. And one of the things he brought up was that, you know, kids, they play football, you know, from childhood all the way up. And like a lot of times by the time they get to the pros, they've suffered from like a thousand concussions. Exactly. And that just makes it, you know, just more, so much more likely that you will develop CTE and just brain damage and kind of screw you up. So, I mean, yeah, you maybe miss out some experience, but you're definitely in a better position health-wise to, you know, start this dream. And then obviously you're an athlete, which, you know, really helps. Uh, what position do you think you'll play? Are you looking at or training at? Well, I grew up playing tight end and wide receiver, and I actually decided to go out for safety. Okay. training defensive back for the past three, four months. And I feel like that fits better with my body. You know, I'm so far running about a four, seven, four, six, like unpapered. And, uh, you know, I feel very explosive and I've been studying the game and formations and trying to learn how this could be more of a mental thing for me. I've been watching Ed Reed and Troy Polamalu. Those are the guys I kind of grew up with and, you know, got Cam Chancellor who just retired but those guys are just as athletic as they were. They're also very, very smart in how they play the game. It's kind of like they were trying to play the quarterback against his own receivers and trying to predict his movements and setting him up to act like he's going to run to catch 
a guy running a fade, but he actually is going to swing around and do a baseball turn and catch the guy doing a go. And you now that's kind of what Ed Reed was doing a lot. And if I can figure out how to work that into my whole scheme, plus my athleticism, I feel like it'll catch me up for all the years that I did not play football. But you're right, as you said earlier, that's another selling factor that I have for myself is I didn't grow up playing football, so my body is not destroyed. Like I may not have gotten hit before like those other football players, but you know, I'll be able to get used to that pretty fast. You know, I'm an athlete. And um, another thing is I'm, a, I'm an endurance athlete. I run a sub five minute mile at the same time I could run a four six forty. So that shows in the fourth quarter, I'm going to be very valuable when it's my job to stay back out and make sure nobody's trying to break a go route and trying to get a big play because I won't be tired. And, you know, I really got to sell these when, you know, I go to these combines and let these coaches and scouts know that, you know, I'm a freak athlete and I will work hard. I will die out on the field if I need to, but I'm not going to let somebody else beat me because that's just how competitive I am. Okay. So outside of athletics, what's some of the things that you've been up to? Well, when I was at Queens University, I decided to pursue acting as like a side hobby. And I've always been told that I'm a very animated personality. So I was like, let me just get up on the stage and see what I can do. And it was for Tempest. I was uh, Prince Ferdinand. And, you know, it was probably the coolest experience for me to portray another character and learn all about him and, you know, get other people to believe that that's who I am now. And you know, that kind of gave me some momentum and, and courage to step out of my shell and to actually go a little further into it. And I got to be like a featured extra in Iron Man 3 out in Wilmington. That was amazing. I was an extremist soldier. So if you go back and watch that movie, you'll see that I was the soldiers getting strapped into those machines and they were filling us with that that evil serum that made us like freaks of nature that was fighting Iron Man on the, um, the ports with the water. So that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I'll have to go back and uh, watch that movie. See if we can see in there. Oh yeah, you will. I'll say hello. <laughs> okay. So what is like one thing that you'll bring to an Alliance team? Like what is like your one attribute, your one trait that will boost a team? I thoroughly believe that there's nothing stronger than, a good team bond. And, you know, I look at all these other successful teams and the teams that I've been in the past and the memories that I have grown up as a college athlete was the memories that I shared with my team and how we fought through the hard times together. And, and there was the, a bond and a pact that nobody could break because that's how strong we were together. And I know that I have those traits and no matter what team that I go into, my team will be great because I'm a supportive individual. I've got tons of experience that I could share with all the other players out there. I'm a hard worker. I'm competitive. And if I see somebody struggling, I'm, I will never put another man down. I will support them and I will encourage them and I will bring them to the top because that's the only way, that's the only way to succeed and to grow together. And, and I know that for a fact that I have that trait. I'm a winner. My team will win. Yeah, cause, you know, you can be a freak athlete, but if you don't have that team mentality, like one player can't win a, a football game. Absolutely not. You now you got 10 other guys out there that are doing their parts. And if you guys can't work cohesively, then you're not going to get anything done. So yep. That's awesome. Okay, so before I let you go, 
we do this whole thing whenever I'm interviewing these guys, because as you know, AAF is looking to the fans to for inspiration for the team names. And there's some floating around the Facebook group for Memphis. So I want to hit you with those and kind of see what you think uh, we should go with. So we got the Hound Dogs, the Blues, the Kings, or the Pharaohs. Out of those, which you think we should go with, or if you got one to throw out there, you know, hit us with that. I've been watching this podcast every single week it's come out, and I'm sticking with the Memphis Blues. Okay, I think that is that has the culture with Memphis and the town. It's got the color, the AFs. I see their red, white, and blue and black, and I see they got blue helmets already, so they could just go ahead and assign those <laughs> to Memphis and say the Memphis Blues. There we go. Well, awesome, man. So if these guys want to connect with you online where can they go so i use instagram a lot my um name is eli walks it's not with an s it's actually with a z and if you want to see some of my production work my company handle name is elite i productions so that is eli walks with the z in elite i productions awesome well i'll be sure to put those links in the show notes so if you guys want to connect with them go to the show notes uh find us up there so you said you're going to the atlanta combine Yes, sir. Atlanta, August 25th at 6.30 a.m. All right, guys. So be on the lookout for Eli Walker at the Atlanta Combine and see what he can do. Thanks so much for being on the show, man. Absolutely, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me. That was really cool to hear him just talk about how football has always been there for him as a dream, as a passion. His parents didn't want him to play, which I can totally understand. Yeah. But, you know, he's not letting that stop him from following this passion. And the Alliance gives him a great opportunity to do so because I feel like now maybe this is wrong, but my perception is that it would be really hard to join the NFL if you have no high school, no college experience. Yeah. Like, you know, we talked about before, there's not a whole lot of practice time, so they can't really take a chance on hiring somebody with no film to the team. Yeah, for sure. Now, this guy kind of (laughs) caught me off guard. One day I was just sitting in the office and I get a message from someone on Instagram and it was this guy, Eli. um, And he was like, hey, is this Michelle with the AAF podcast? And I was like, what? Because on Instagram, I post about my planner and my crafts and it's totally not football related at all. Not not even close. At all. (laughs) So for someone to reach out to me about football and the AAF was really funny. So, and I think this kind of highlights like his drive and his passion, like the desire for him to play football. Yeah, definitely. And he is like a pure athlete. He plays sixth. I think he's mentioned in the interview, sixth in the nation for his age group at the triathlon world champ qualifiers. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) That's exciting. I mean, I've just recently started running and like my eye is on a triathlon, but that's really far away. So for him to be placed so high in his age group for, you said world qualifiers? Yeah. Holy shit. That's awesome. Yep. He's definitely an athlete. Like we said, hasn't played football before, but he's got the skills. Yeah. Just based on pure athleticism, it seems like. Yeah. And he will be at... The Atlanta Combine this weekend, so hopefully that's this weekend. Yeah, wow, and that's the last Combine, right? Yep, the Saturday and Sunday. There's one each day. All and right, that's it. Exciting. Yeah, and there, I think there will be like team tryouts, and like the teams will still be doing their own things. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I think that's what somebody told me. So I mean, it's not if you if you didn't make it to a Combine, you know, it's not over yet. There's still a chance. Definitely. Just keep working, keep at it. So now on to the main event. I feel like we need a theme song for that. I know. We need some sort of transition music. Some sort of main event music. If you guys have any ideas, hit us up. Okay, so some bold predictions. 
Bold predictions. Yes. Okay. Kurt Warner. I know him. Coaching for the Arizona Alliance. Wait, wait, wait. This is a prediction? Yeah. What? How? <laughs> Just because, like, he's Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he can really relate to these guys because... So he was working at a supermarket, at, like, stocking shelves at night so he could stay in football shape during the day. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he was 28 whenever he actually became a backup quarterback. That's old for a backup. Well... Yeah. I mean, for old for football. Yeah. Well, for- older, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, a year later, I guess he was 29 or so, was whenever he won the Super Bowl. No way. Yeah. A year after stocking groceries? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) In case you couldn't tell, that is a soundbite from the last episode. (laughs) That was my reaction to Mike Singletary's speech. So, I think he could have that... um, Perspective? Yeah. There's perspective. Word of the the episode. Perspective. Um, Carson Palmer coming back and coaching. For Arizona? Sure. All right. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. He's a guy that... A talented guy that just never had talent around him except yeah. for like you know one or two players he was a quarterback right mm-hmm. okay cool recently retired this past year i think it was last year and the last coaching prediction les miles getting a job with the aaf should i know who that is uh probably not i wouldn't expect you to just because of your distance from football right. recently you don't have to i'm trying to be nice about it <laughs> you're very condescending but in the sweetest way possible <laughs> <laughs> So Les Miles was a longtime coach at LSU. Okay. He had a very winning record. Okay. And out of nowhere, he got fired. Why? Right. Drama. Maybe there's a reason. I don't know. Um, But he is a good coach. Okay. So I could see him either coaching as like an offensive coordinator or something in the league, or if they expand in a couple seasons, Mm -hmm. perhaps getting a head coaching gig. Do you have him like... Are you predicting him to be with a certain team or just in the... It would make sense for Memphis right now. Maybe like uh, a coordinator. Yeah. Just because LSU is a Memphis team as far as allocation goes. Right. I was like, LSU is not a Memphis team. Gotcha. <laughs> They're allocated. Yeah. Memphis. But as far like now, okay. I, I think he's a good coach that could be anywhere. Okay. Yep. So now we're going to move on to potential players. Let's do it. So basically, I went through and I looked at all the free agents now okay. and just picked out names that were notable. Okay. So right. these are just NFL free agents, not signed to a team. And you're thinking they might. Yeah. Either they're just a big name that mm-hmm. could bring some prestige to the league, mm-hmm. to the Alliance, mm-hmm. or like, I feel like they still got some playing left in them. And it's kind of weird that they haven't signed with an NFL team. Gotcha. So obviously number one on the list has to be Colin Kaepernick. Obviously has to be still in football shape. Had a rough couple seasons, but still more talent than a lot of these guys in the league now. Yeah. Who's the quarterback for the Browns? Tyra Taylor and Baker Mayfield are the one and two guys. Okay. Never heard of Baker Mayfield. Okay. Well, we know Tyra Taylor. Right. He is a good quarterback. And then Baker Mayfield was a number one draft pick. Okay. This is not an NFL podcast, so we don't have to go into this, but I'm really curious. Tyra Taylor, I feel how long has he been playing with the Bills? He was with the Bills, I think, two or three years. Really? I feel like it was longer. No. I feel like he he constantly needs more time to get better, but he's not getting better. Yeah. Well, yeah. So part of it is he is very athletic. Yeah. And he relies on his legs too much. But it's like he overthrows. Yeah. All the he's time. He's not good at the deep ball. Like he can throw the deep ball effortlessly. 
but it's always a couple yards beyond where it needs to be. So what's the point? What is the point? So, okay, you've got Tyrod Taylor, who still needs time to get better after playing, and you've got someone named who? Baker what? Doesn't matter. Kaepernick needs a job. Sorry, that's all that this is about. Well, (laughs) in all fairness, Baker Mayfield is one of the top quarterbacks in college football. Oh, okay. Like, think like Carson Wentz type. (laughs) Like, there's, there's some controversy around him. He's very outspoken, but he is a good quarterback. And here I go talking shit again. Yeah. He's going to be their starter pretty soon. All right. And Tyrod Taylor's had enough time to develop. He's like getting in his 30s. So he played for the Ravens as a backup for like four or five years before coming to the Bills. Gotcha. So he's a veteran. Yeah. Moving on. Jeremy Macklin. Sounds familiar. He was a great player. Played for the Eagles for a long time. Really helped on the Chiefs. Running back? Uh, Wide receiver. Okay. Just a a good player that shockingly hasn't been signed. Gotcha. Uh, Michael Floyd. Nope. Another wide receiver. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Cut by the Cardinals because of a DUI. Media signed by the Patriots because Belichick doesn't give a fuck. And neither does, what's his face? Robert Kraft. Fucking, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, or uh, Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, getting angry. <laughs> so I personally don't want him on my team just because of his criminal history. Yeah. Like a DUI is serious for me. Um, but he's still a good player that could help otherwise. Okay. RG3. I know him. Well, yeah. I know of him. I just not <laughs> saying I know these people. I don't know anyone. Yeah. I don't know if he'll come to the Alliance because he played well. Um, he's with the Ravens now. And he played well in the preseason. Oh, did he? Yeah. That's exciting. But he's behind Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson, who the Ravens had traded up to draft. Okay. Tell me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like Joe Flacco is like past his prime. I don't know if he... Yeah. I mean, he's paid elite money because he won a Super Bowl. But a Super he's Bowl. never been elite since then. So he's on his way out the door. Lamar Jackson is going to take over for him. And I think RG3 played well enough to get signed by another team. Mm -hmm. But if not, we got the alliance. Boom. Uh, Jay Cutler. I know the name. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't like. He's just not good. He's just not good. Yeah. I don't know how not like uh, he just hasn't played much. It's kind of like Sam Bradford. He just doesn't play. And he's retired once and then came back because he got signed by the Dolphins. And then he retired again. So I think it's a guy who just, he wants to play, but is okay not playing. Wait, wait, wait. You saying the Dolphins remind me of, obviously, of Florida, which might reminds me of Tim Tebow. What's up with Tim Tebow? He's playing minor leagues for the Mets minor league team. Oh, he's playing baseball. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he's not doing well. <laughs> uh, Coach Spurrier of Alliance Orlando has said that he would like Tebow to come play. Really? Yeah. Tebow said he's not interested. Fuck off. Sorry. <laughs> but if you're playing as poorly as he is, at least I think he is. I don't follow Mets minor league baseball, but I haven't heard good things about it. Why not give football another shot? Right. Why are you going to turn it down? Well, He's probably making a lot more money in the minors. Who cares? Sorry. I'm. <laughs> uh, the next one on my list is Elvis Doomerville. Mm-hmm. He is a outside linebacker, defensive end. He played for the Niners last year sack leader for the team which isn't saying much because past defense was awful mm, yeah and the past rush was atrocious but he's still a good player he's a little bit older okay. so i think he can bring some veteran attitude and knowledge to the team yeah and be more of like a coaching role but he can still play cool. and, and it's shocking that he hasn't been signed yet because he still is a value an asset we want to talk about someone who's still an asset can we talk about patrick willis okay Patrick Willis could get signed by any goddamn team he wants to at any moment. I seriously want to cry. I love Patrick Willis so much. Watching him play was amazing. 
he's the one that decided to leave football. It's not the other way around. So mm-hmm. he was fired or dropped or whatever. It's just like it <laughs> blows my mind because he's so amazing. I'm I'm sure even though it's been what three years since oh, he played, longer than that. Ah, he could still play. Yeah. Just, oh yeah. Uh, he's still a beast of a man. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about Navarro Bowman. All right, let's do that. He's still a free agent. <sighs> After leaving the Niners and signing with the Raiders and playing well, he still isn't signed. Let's 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 go. I'm yeah. come, oh my god, that'd be amazing. Can you imagine? We are season ticket holders and we get to watch Navarro Bowman <laughs> on our field. That would be amazing. I would love it. Oh my gosh. Uh, DRC, aka Dominic Rogers Cromartie, a defensive back who is pretty good. Where did he play? He played, I know he played for the Giants and the Packers. Yeah, I was like, I know that name. It was from the Packers. Yeah. I think he played for the Giants, but he definitely played for the Packers. Go, Pack, go. Uh, Daryl Rivas, aka Rivas Island. I know the name. Formerly Rivas Island. Okay. One of the best cornerbacks to ever play the game. Played way too long. Mm-hmm. As he got older, he kept slowing down, just get, kept getting burnt. Yeah. But... I still think he can make the move to like a safety where speed isn't as important mm-hmm. or maybe, I don't know, but he could, somebody who really did not want to quit football, Yeah, I think could still play. All right. TJ Ward is a cornerback that played uh, with the Broncos whenever they won the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he's a free agent? Mm-hmm. wonder why. That's, and that's that, and that's kind of why, maybe, maybe there's something I don't know because I don't actually follow like him specifically. Yeah. But- I don't see why not. Uh, Victor Cruz just retired a few days ago officially. Uh, he became an analyst. Okay. But I think it's more that he retired because there wasn't any interest in him Ah, as an older receiver. Yeah. Makes sense. Still can play. All right, then. DeMarco Murray. Okay. Also recently retired to become a college analyst. All right. Pretty decent running back. Has some issues holding on to the ball, but played very well when he was... Played very well when he was with the Cowboys. Helped out a lot for the Titans. All right. Still think he could be good. Don't even say the next name on your list. I can see your list over there. I don't <laughs> I don't want you to even say this name. I don't want him to play for the Alliance. Well, since I made this list, he was signed by the Washington Redskins. Okay. So it's not likely that AP would want to play in the Alliance, but... You never know how long that's going to last. And it's another person that does not want to quit football, no matter how old he gets. You can say his name. Adrian Peterson. Oh. Who are you looking at? Des Bryant. Oh, I completely overlooked you Des Bryant. You totally over Des <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. Even I don't want to say that name. <laughs> Des Bryant. This is where I'm going to get, again, really uh, passionate. Des Bryant is a little bitch. I hate Des Bryant. He's, <laughs> he is the uh, embodiment of the self-centered attitude that um, Singletary was talking about in the beginning of the last episode. He's selfish, all about himself, wants to whine, wants to complain, wants to go off the field when he's not playing well because he's a little bitch. He was dehydrated, Michelle. No, he was not. He's a little bitch. <laughs> Because that locker room water, right? <laughs> it's just so much better than the water on the field. And the words of Mike Singletary, can't coach with them, can't play with them, can't, can't win, win with, with them. them, can't do it. Just can't fucking do it. All right. So we talked about Tim Tebow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, which is great. Uh, Eric Reed. Okay. Was a safety for the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, wait, I know that name. He's an above average safety. Okay. 
he knelt with Kaepernick during the protest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's obviously a lot of teams are hesitant to sign him. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> but he's still one of the better safeties in the league. And the, also, the NFL is not valuing safeties. Okay. So there's a lot of issues there. But Duke can play. One of the better safeties. Why not come down here? Looking at this list is kind of exciting. Like, if these people actually signed with Lions teams, that would be so cool. Yeah. Not only, like, big names coming to the Lions, but just big talent, too. Yeah, really good talent. Uh, just the last couple, Antonio Gates, an older tight end, played with the Chargers for his entire career. Okay. Still can play. All right. And then Jamal Charles had that breakout season. As you know, he won you that the fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back when I was playing fantasy football, yeah. I signed him, and he was amazing. Yeah. And then just kind of didn't do anything else. Yeah. He's still a free agent. So uh, I think good things could come of it. Yeah. And like you're saying, a lot of talent out there and a lot of big names that could really bring people to the stadiums. Yeah. Solidify the Alliance as a legitimate league. Yeah. And I think it would be fun to see these guys who haven't played with the NFL be matched up with and against these former NFL players. Yeah. Because you could really see how talented they are when they're matched up against Jamal Charles or Adrian Peterson or, you know, like they have a lot of talent and skill and ability left. So to see these other guys play with them would be really cool. And yeah. it would validate. I think that's what I was looking for. Validate the league. Yeah. And and the athleticism of these players. And then on top of that, just having these veteran NFL players, the amount of knowledge that they have that they could pass on to, the, to these younger guys, one, make the alliance that much better. Yeah. And two, give these kids a better shot at making it to the NFL. Right. Okay. So that's my other question is, has did the XFL or any other minors like this get players from the pro league? Like, has this ever happened before? I'm not sure. Because I feel like if it, if it were to happen, now these are a lot of hypotheticals that these players would even sign with the Alliance. But if they did, that would bring attention to the league, not just the teams, but like, it would really solidify the place and importance of the Alliance. Yep. Yep. So uh, things got a little heated today, especially talking about uh, Bitch Bryant there. <laughs> and, and just to cool things off, there's he might, actually, no, I don't know what he's doing because he was about to sign with the Browns, but apparently that's cooled off. So <laughs> I think it's kind of funny that no team really wants to sign him. That's not funny. It's it's It makes perfect sense. <laughs> anyway... That's where we're going to end it today. Thanks so much for checking out our episode. Uh, Dan's still killing it on social media. And how's the roster going? Uh, not great. Not great. It is up to date overall. So if you check it out at memphisaaf.com slash roster, you can see the full list of the players who have signed with the league. I just don't have all the information. So we're, we're working on it. All yeah. the players are there, just not all the info. Right. And if you want to help out, awesome. Send me an email. Send me a message. Hit us up. And until next time, we out. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs>